You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Get that look off your face. <laughs> look you. Whoa, well, look who decided to show up. <laughs> How have we been doing this a year? Like, what? What? Like, witchcraft or sorcery have we managed to tap into to allow us to do this for a whole year? He said, he said, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> like, like the like the like the uh, grabs on the store on the uh, porch stoops. Well, well, well. Let's <laughs> like I told you so. Like I'm right here. I'm gonna call you up on it right now. And look, I... look, look. Before we get into it, let me tell you about the saga of my my uh, next door neighbor getting a new roof. The saga. I, yes, the okay, saga. I don't, know what, I don't know what sag is. You scared me for a second. <laughs> let me get my my english together so okay you know i had a new roof due to the 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 winter storms and it took a couple of weeks but anyway we got it done and then the week after my roof was finished my next door neighbor uh, started getting a new roof you know so i never really got a break from the morning noise because it just started all over again yeah and because it's the neighbor where I have a driveway and my driveway is a side of the neighbor's house. So they, her roofers needed to use my driveway for staging and all this stuff, which was fine. So every morning, cause I get up early anyway. So I would move my car every day, right? Out of the way they could work and all this stuff. So it took them about two weeks and um, into the second week, I like last, I think it was last Thursday. I get up in the morning, I move my car, I park it across the street, and I look outside later in the day and notice my driver's side front tire is flat. Oh, okay. So I walk over, and you can very clearly see a giant nail. And the roofers, like my roofers, Mm -hmm. they're supposed to, they clean up every day after they finish for the day, but they also have a um, long stick um magnet that they use to make sure they get all the nails where they didn't get this one nail and it's very clearly identified as one of their nails because it has a red top on it and the guy comes over and goes oh yeah i'm really sorry he goes you have a spare i go i do he said let us put the spare on it and then when you get um it fixed or a new tire bring us the bill and we'll pay you for the bill i go okay Mm -hmm. so it would just be an inconvenience that i would have to go right that's it so i'm like okay well so I do my morning walk and I come back. They changed the tire and it has a you know, little fake tire on it. So I drive to my little tire place and they take a look at it and say, well, yeah, the, you know, we can, um, we looked at your tire. We can repair it. You don't need a new tire. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they repair it and I come back to the guys and I bring them the bill and it's only like, Forty dollars or something like that, and the guy he was at a hundred. Do you have change for a hundred? And I'm like, <laughs> man, like, let me I'm get my bill phones. Look, I'm, like, I'm from East Oakland. 
I don't have a hundred dollars uh, change in my pocket. You know, like what? So anyway, work it out, 40 bucks. I'm like, okay, you know, it was just the inconvenience of going to get the tire change, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So they finished their work on Saturday. And then on, on Sunday, I go, um, I'm driving to the movies or something and my low air indicator comes on in my car. I'm like, oh my God, like now they're gone, right? And I didn't get a new tire. And now if I have to go back and get a new tire, they've already paid for the, the repair now. And they're gone. Like I have to like look through their phone number. It's just a bit of a mess, right? So I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to buy this new tire after all. So I go just today, I go back to the tire place. So I wait a couple of days to see if, you know, maybe the light would go off. I don't know, just like dumb kind of stuff. I go to the tire place and they look at the tire again and they go, yeah, it's not the tire that we fixed last time. Your other driver's side right tire has a screw in it. <gasps> God. Oh. Yeah. And they're like, um, but you know what? We can repair it. So we're going to repair it for you. And because you were just here, we're not going to charge you. Oh, so nice. I know. I was so happy. Now it took longer, but that's okay, which is inconvenient. So, so I come home and a couple hours later, I see my neighbor, my neighbor's daughter outside talking to the, um, like the, the, the roof. Um, I don't know if he was like the roof on the roof repair owner or manager or whatever, but I thought, oh, I'm going to get this guy some feedback. So I go outside and go, hey, excuse, excuse me for me to tell you something. I said, your guys were working and were using my driveway right here. And it, I ended up with two flat tires. And I want to tell you that um, your one guy, I don't know his name, but he had the crew change my tire. And then I brought him the bill and he gave me $40 for it. And then the second one, I didn't get a charge, but I want to let you know that, you know, the cleanup could have been better, but your guys did really take care of it. And this jerk, he goes, yeah, well, it's not really a big deal. Things happen. <laughs> I, so that ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> You're like, even if it's free, it's still pissing me off. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because then he's like, he just totally dismissed me and he goes yeah our insurance take care of it i go no your, your guy took care of it and it was just a minor inconvenience to have to go to the tire place a couple of times but my feedback was that they were a really good crew and very responsive and it was just the cleanup you know that wasn't you know like it should have been i so i shouldn't have had two flat tires and he's like okay well thanks that was it I just, <laughs> what an asshole Right. I, oh I wanted God. more. I wanted to say, oh, I'm very sorry that happened. I'm glad my guys were able to take care of it. Here's a here's a five dollar coupon for a free ice cream cone. That's something like <laughs> 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 uh, okay, that, that's my whole story. I it just it was just so dismissive. I thought, man, what a punk. Like what a punk. So yeah, just <laughs> he just like, he, you know he he popped your balloon. He did. He did. Yeah. It just, I, I just thought, I thought I would get a, a different response. That's all. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it was funny because I'm sure you heard me, but because 
you used the word before when, when you know they were asking asking you for change. I would have loved if you would have said, "Let me go get my billfold." <laughs> Check my billfold right here. This this made of paper Wonder Woman <laughs> billfold that's eight years old that my daughter got at the Smithsonian Institution. Right, <laughs> Jesus, I would you know it's kind of deflating your bubble. It's very similar to those that watched. Um, do you remember, and you probably didn't watch it, but it was the 19 and counting the Dugers that had like 19 kids and they were on like, yes, a everybody's show. been talking about it, like smiley, happy people or something. It's called shiny, happy people. And it really uncovers very similar to like being disappointed <laughs> that it, it uncovers this, unbelievable patriarchy cult um that is yeah. ridden with like submissive women um sharing you know whitewash i mean it is it's it, it start i don't even i started a little bit of it and it's really quite depressing when you think about it yes that's what people are saying yeah they have i think i feel like the cult might have been like um there's an acronym for it um it's something with basic life um, but they had like, it just takes a, it takes a hard, long look into that cult and like right. the abuse of the patriarchal, the, you know, um, Christian, and it falls under the umbrella. What you and I talk about very often is the umbrella of Christianity. Yes. Yes. And they are that quiverful, that weird kind of deal where you want to have a lot of babies that the, the wife and mother that's her entire fulfillment of everything, just being a wife and mother and being extremely subservient to the husband, even to all men, not just their husband, but to all men. And it, it is really creepy. And it's the crazy thing about it that there's millions of people in this cult that essentially are the right. I mean, they these are the people voting. Yeah. And yeah, they are. That's, that's scary exactly right. to me. Isn't it isn't isn't it frightening? Like it's really frightening. Yes, yeah, like we talked about before. I like I don't care what they do, but why do they think they have the right to tell us what to do? I know. I don't I don't get it, sir. I don't get it. And I know um it there's a fear because you don't really you saw TLC put this little ribbon on this, you know, 19 and counting, this family that they just were having a lot of children and made it wholesome and lighthearted. But in the meantime, like you're looking at this, you're, you're, you're part of a cult that is just, it's, uh, yeah. And, and, and how they vote and how they're spread across the country. It's really actually kind of scary. It is. It is because they, you know, the, the, the Christian right, as it's called, um, and there's, there's a whole range of them, right? You have those, those evangelicals and those mega churches people. You have um, the, the Catholic church. You have the Mormons. You have like Southern Baptists, Episcopalians, Methodists. And these are all Christian organizations uh, and churches. You know, then you have these people like those Duggars, those Dugars or whatever they're yeah, called. Say yeah. And they're all, they all vote Republican. Yes. Right. Majority. Like not everyone. Cause you, you nowadays you have to qualify things by saying not all because like right. that one person will get upset and go, well, I noticed Catholic that votes. Okay. Yeah. We don't mean all. Yeah. We like, don't mean all. Yeah. 51% plus. That's what yeah. we mean. 
and that the majority. It's it's awful. It's insane to think about. So I, I I think I'll finish. I don't know. I mean, there, it's it's scary. There's enough issues going on in front of us that you think about looking. You know, you look at Florida and DeSantis, and you know his fascism. And then you've got, you have to worry about these cults that are ingrained in communities with just the patriarchy leading the way. And, and, and I don't know, man, like I, you and I said the other day, how do we get off this planet? Because you sent me that disturbing article. Well, that wasn't an article, but it was um, about um, African-American children, black children being fed to animals early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah, post-slavery, early nineteen uh, early nineteen hundreds, that um, black children was used as bait for alligator hunters and also as food for um, pig farmers. And, and I, I was telling, I was telling my daughter, right? It's just, it's so, like you don't, you don't know where to store that in your brain. You don't, right? Like, what, what do I do with this information? And it's information like that about this nation's history that you have people like DeSantis and and not just him, but there's other states that say, you know what, we don't want to teach our children that. Like, we don't want to teach. And, but we have to be very specific. It is, as a white parent, I will say, I don't want my white child to know that. I'd rather my white child know that um, George Washington never told a lie and cut down a cherry tree, right? I, I want them to know some fantasy, some feel good. You know, everybody got along. There was a thing, the first Thanksgiving, you know, indigenous people were welcoming pilgrims and this, you know, all those little fairy tales and mythology that, you know, we were getting for the last hundred years. And it doesn't do a nation and a people good to, to hide that. And, and that doesn't mean that you teach that to a third grader, right? You don't teach a third grader that a kid, a black kid, your age was fed to pigs. Like you don't teach them that because just like our school system is designed, we teach kids age appropriate things. Right. And so the whole battle around critical race theory, you know, CRT is it's all just a giant argument over nothing, because that type of U.S. history is only taught at the university level. It's not even taught in K through 12 at all, because public schools around the nation decided, you know what, that's not age appropriate, because at those ages, they can't critically think right to, to the degree that they're not mature enough to to get that so you know you teach them you teach what you teach you teach a little bit of world history a little bit of california history or your state history some local history um u.s history and as they start getting older you teach them more and you teach them in more detail because now they're older so by the time they're seniors in high school they're learning history by the time you get to college as an elective you can go deep into history and or U.S. history, and you can learn about the atrocities in this country, um, or you're going to learn it on your own. But to say that, to have a whole position that, no, we just will not teach that, that's not important. That is that that is fascism. Like, you, you, you erase history, and that DeSantis guy and some other people, but he said very specifically, you don't need to, kids to learn about the Civil Rights Movement. That's not important. And look, I was born in 1964. The Civil Rights um, Act uh, was passed in 1965, meaning I'm older than the Civil Rights Act. Just me. That just me. And so, and that was 1965. And so, and so 
That is exactly 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation. That's it. That's all that is. That's just 100 years. So when I, you go have a, you go, what happened in that 100 years? Right? Well, after 250 or 300 years of enslavement in this country, then you had 100 years of Jim Crow and segregation where we couldn't you know, buy houses, get loans, go to school, get jobs, all, you know, all that stuff. That was 100 years of that. We couldn't even vote. That was 100 years of that. And then the Civil Rights Act passed in 1965. And I tell people, my, my grandparents, my, my uh, uh, paternal grandparents, my father's parents, who were in Beaumont, Texas, and when they were eligible to vote, when they got old enough to vote, like in the 40s or 50s, and by then the government said, yeah, you know, black people can register to vote. But just because the federal government said it doesn't mean that it happened. So when they went to vote, you know how, to, how they had to go register to vote? They had to pass by a line of armed white men with rifles just to go register. And when they got to the and, and, and waited like 18 hours. And then at the place where you finally register, they had to state whether they were a Republican or a Democrat, which should, it, that was illegal then, illegal now. But they didn't even get a chance. If they were black, the, per, the people sitting there, the white people just said, okay, you're a Democrat. And just put a, a mark here for your name and go about your business. That was it. That, that, that's my grandparents. And my grand, those set of grandparents were born in 1925. So, so you think 1865, black people, the slave men was over, right? Not really, but it was. And then about 45 years late, 45, 50 years later, my grandparents was going to register to vote through a line of armed white men. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy, crazy, right? And even then, they couldn't actually vote until, you know, maybe the 50s or 60s. And at 65, the government finally said, we're going to not only guarantee that people can vote. Now, Dr. King talked about this. They weren't saying, we're going to give you a free house. Like there wasn't saying anything new and, and shiny. It was just it was just that you can vote. I mean, there was nothing more basic and fundamental to this country. And the federal government was saying that in 1965, a hundred years. It took a hundred years for the federal government to say, not only can you vote, we're gonna enforce the law that allows you to vote. That's crazy. And that's I was one years old. Wow. So so when you talk about you know, we get so used to seeing black and white photos of the civil rights movement. But look, they're color photos. Like it, it's not that long ago. And and it just shows how how young our country is, right? Because if my grandparents were born in, in 1925, then their their parents were born in, you know, 1900, 1800s, and then their their grandparents were enslaved people. That's crazy. It's not that it, it's, far. It's, it's not that, not that far. No. Yes. And that's why, and that's why you say, well, you know, you'll hear people say, like you hear some real hard racists, you know, some people that just are, are sometimes not even racist, just clueless and say, well, everything's equal now. Black people had the same opportunity as everybody else. Oh. No, you had a hundred, 300 year family head start. And, and what does that equate to? That equates to uh, inherited wealth, right? And it, that equates to home ownership and, people getting things um, from other family members. And, 
And you have a whole group of people who didn't have that. Like every generation of black people after enslavement started over fresh. You start over from zero every single time, every single time. And you just in the last 30, 40 years get into where X percentage of black people, um, their descendants are inheriting things from them. And you, you can't say that a 200 year, 300 year head start doesn't mean anything because it does. And it, so, yeah, it does get frustrating when those DeSantis people, oh, this is not important and you shouldn't teach this. You know, yeah, I shouldn't teach a first or second grader that black children would use an alligator bait. Yeah, I shouldn't teach them that. They're not ready for that. But you know what? To be uh, an informed member of this society, they need to learn that at some point, right? And school is the best place to get it. Yeah. So, so I don't want someone telling me, hey, we want a Bible in your school so your child can know about, you know, the Christian religion. But at the same time, we don't want to tell you, we don't want to tell your kids where Christians were, you know, beating and torturing your children, you know, just a hundred years ago. You can't have it both ways. I mean, I'm so like, yeah, it, yeah. To, to, when you think about, when you think about what's trying to be, I guess, muzzled, um, mm -hmm. muzzled and, and not allowing, you know, it's not like they're, it's not like they're replacing it with one aspect of, uh, of, of slavery and putting it in a different sort of story so that, you know, to your point, you know, you're not going to teach a two-year-old, but you are going right. to, sorry, like a third grader, but they're not like trying to reintroduce a better way to teach so that it's right. so they're just eliminating it. And I can't wrap my mind around why, well, you know what, I, I, as I'm talking, I'm thinking it, um, why, what's the, what is the value of that is the question. Like, what is the value of removing that part of our history and teaching that part of our history? It's. Yeah, because, you know, it's the same. What, what, what the does same he value. get for that? Yeah, because, you know, I think it's the same value. Uh, American um, education, we teach about where the idea for democracy comes from, right? We go deep into the origins of democracy from the Greek and the uh, Roman history, right? And then how that led up to the American-style democracy um, through England and and how we set up our form of government and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's, that's good teaching. I, I think, I think we go too far into, this is my personal feeling, you know, Americans be thinking that we are Roman, you know, we're Roman. There was Roman empire. Now there's us like, it's some really, it's some really twisted stuff, but we do have American democracy. And I think that teaching is valuable. So people learn, this is the, government system that you live under and here's how it was set up and here's how you are part of it and how you interact with it, how it interacts with you. That's important. And then it's also important to talk about, like we talk about wars, you know, this kind of stuff, but it's also important to talk about, well, the country was this way one day and because there's a democracy and because there's a constitution and a bill of rights and all that stuff that the country evolved to to understand that some things that it was doing to its own people 
was wrong. And it had to come out of that. And then you teach that, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. And then, and then you know, by the time you get to 11th, 12th grade college, you're teaching deeply the struggle um, that the, the internal struggle that the country had to get to where we are today. And then what is going on right now to try to move it to the next, to the next thing. So there, it, it's important to teach that because you have to know where you come from to know where you're going. Right. And, and you teach the value of, you know, voting and you teach, you know, the, the result of voting, you know, the result of not voting, like you can vary all these things that we always talk about, minimum wage, um, working hours, child labor, um, ins- uh, health insurance, retirement, you, all those things, you know, that had, or unions, all those things that had to be struggled with and um, fought over and voted over for the past 150 years. And this is how we got this way today because people have voted and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a journey. And so you have to know those things and you have to know things like, you know, here's how we got our currency and here's how, you know, money works. And cause then you walk around, you're informed and you can choose the beauty of a democracy. You can choose to not be a participant and how things change. We know that's a fact because barely half the people, half the eligible voters even vote. Right. So even if we say, I don't know, say half, 50 percent of eligible voters vote, but 100 percent of eligible voters complain. (laughs) It's it's a funny thing. People that don't be voting. Oh, they'd be like, oh, the two parties are the same. It don't even matter. Voting don't matter. And then then, the next breath, they'd be like, why are the gas taxes so high? Well, dummy, you didn't vote. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. The ones that don't vote have the loudest voices. Oh man, he gets complaining. Well, did you vote for that? No, I don't. I don't vote. It don't even matter. Well, then why are you complaining? <laughs> like, you I, know, it's funny. I I said something. I was as I was listening to you talk. I was thinking that um, I said something that I don't. I don't feel comfortable with what I said. I said, you know, they're not trying to. And when I say they, I'm talking Florida. They're not trying to find a way to make it. Um, I don't want to use better or easier to digest. And I yeah. just, that's an example of whitewashing. Like legitimately, I caught myself saying, well, you should make it a little more understanding and humane for white people. That's, ex- I just caught myself how yes. I, how I translated that when here is a unbelievable, vile and inhumane racist blot on our history. And yeah. I have, I, I have the caucasity, you know, to say, mm-hmm. well, maybe it, finding ways to make it not so, you know, I don't know, violent. And that's not even the right word. I just call myself whitewashing. Yes. And, and it is that, and it is just like, make it um, uh, softer or make easier it easier to know, digest, prettier, I guess. Easier to yes. digest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that popular saying that if, if young black kids are old enough to learn about racism at being the recipient of it, then white people should be, um, uh, be able to uh, be told, taught about what it is. Because black people, we get it. So it shouldn't be hard for white people to get. And you know what, Ron DeSantis, look, I wrote this about Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is Italian. His grandparents came over on the boat around the turn of the century. Wow. Right? And they were escaping fascism in Italy. They were escaping 
fascism in Italy. Um, and for him to come here and start talking about black history and the civil rights movement is not important. Let me tell you something. The, the rights that his family got, my family died for. Wow. And I would say to him and anybody else like him, you just got here. If you don't like it, get the hell out. Right, your family just got here. You talking about they got here 1920s or whatever. Y'all just got here. Yeah. I, my family yeah. been here for 400 years. So I don't want to hear you talking about what's not important to teach. You can go back to Italy and, 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 and push that garbage. The same garbage your family escaped from is the same garbage you're trying to do here right now. Damn. And sir, you know, most people, Americans, I know that there's, I know that there's a percentage out there, but most of Americans think that the state rights, not slavery was the cause of the civil war. Right. So I wouldn't say most, but I would, I, I would say that, mo oh. that a majority of white Southerners think that they do. They, they say states' rights. And the easiest, the easiest question to ask a person or follow-up question, to ask a person who says that, it's just to say states' rights to do what? Yeah. Just go from there. And they'll say, well, to um, not have the federal government tell us what to do. About what? It's like it's like you tell it, it's like it's like when a child just keeps saying why. Right? Just why? 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 And just keep drilling yeah. down because yeah. it all gets back to they wanted to write to own humans. That's all it is. And it is written in the Confederate and all there's all the Confederate states, all the ones who said we're, we're no longer going to be a part of the United States. It's all in the historical documents. They were leaving the United States expressly and specifically for they wanted to own human beings and specifically black human beings. That was it. That was it. That's all it was. Like everything else they say, it's just. It's just two or three levels above that. Well, we wanted to be, we wanted to write to be in business. We wanted to write the, the right to not have to pay too many taxes. We wanted the right to um, own more land, it, it, all that. But if you get, you drill down into it, it's just so that people, we could force a race of people to work for us for free from birth to death. That's it. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. And I, that, I'm hoping, I mean, I, when he announced his presidency or running for presidency in 2024, I think it was a very limited amount of people. I think we might've said it on our last, um, I might've mentioned it. Loud show. <laughs> I said 5 million people tuned into Vanderpump Rules Reunion and like 500,000 people watched his <laughs> announcement. You know what? Like, he, and he did it on Twitter, so it glitched for 30 minutes. <laughs> and then, you know, he has no charisma. I mean, he has nothing. And then he had dumb, dumb Elon Musk as like a moderator or something. <laughs> and look, if that guy is not the biggest fraud, that guy is your classic example of, what was that 90s thing, the Peter Principle, that he has risen to the highest level of his incompetency. Like, he's a dumb, dumb. <laughs> But he convinced he convinced people that he was a genius because he took he took daddy's money that daddy yeah. made off a stolen 
uh, gem mine in South Africa that black kids were mining for him. Let's let's uh, we'll put that aside for a second and got and got wealthy. So he bought he bought Solar City, right? He didn't invent solar. He bought it though. He had the money. He bought Tesla. He didn't invent the the electric car or anything like that. That that company already existed. He bought it and then he bought Twitter. Like he's not a genius. He just he's just wealthy. And that's it. And and in America, not just America, but there's a certain amount of intelligence that is implied because someone is wealthy, even though these people are no smarter than anybody else. And a lot of them are just stupid and they just have inherited wealth like Elon Musk. And and that's why his ad revenues are down 59 percent. Everybody, you know, he, he's lost all these employees and he had to step aside from being a CEO because he was getting sued by other shareholders of his other companies because he was ruining his other companies and he's just wealthy that, that's it he's just a dumb dumb wealthy man that's it I had <laughs> the Peter principle <laughs> yeah you right the highest level of your competency and so he hosted that stupid announcement that he was running for president and it was just yeah I think I don't know maybe there was a few hundred thousand people and then they and then then they try to say, oh, no, there was a million. Oh, no, there was 1.7 million. Look, there wasn't nobody but some Russian bots, Elon Musk, you know, his little, his little, his little fanboys. That's all that was there. I saw. Like, it was a disaster. I saw this. Um, it's a group. It's like called the anonymous, anonymous group. And what they do specifically in this situation is that, you know, they try to make some justices right. So this exists, so what they have done and the people that follow them, because DeSantis is having some big event that they're buying up the tickets so no one else can, and then no one will show up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not only is that brilliant, but Ron DeSantis is a little short fella who wears, who wears lifts and shoes. Because he, he tries to prove, he wears lifts. He so he can get another two or three inches because he's short with a blockhead. And you know, you just see these photos of him, and then and like there's a photo of him standing, and then like one with the next photo is a little closer, and then one that just highlights the lifts in his shoes. <laughs> I think he's friends with that Matt. What's that Matt guy's name? Um, Matt Getz. Get, uh... Yes, that yeah, that guy with that big head. Yeah, yeah, Matt, 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 that's his name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, Florida, speaking of like, Florida, is look, Florida is a mess. You know what? Okay, you know how they passed those laws in Florida where they were like Ron DeSantis and the Republicans banned immigrants and you know banned Mexican and Venezuelan farmers and all, farm workers and stuff and construction and it just it's even now it's a disaster. Disaster with. Mexican truck drivers refusing, Mexican and black truck drivers refusing to go there. They have all these farms where they have things un, uh, unpicked and a lot of construction jobs or a lot of construction projects are on hold. Well, yesterday, some Republicans who had voted for that, they, I forget that it was like three of them, but they were holding a big meeting with in, in, the, in a city with um, a lot of Mexican voters or Mexican workers and leaders, community leaders. And, the, and these Republicans were telling them, look, we just did that for show. There's really no tea for it, but to, can, we need you to tell your friends and family not to leave the state because we got a lot of work and we don't want, it was just a scare tactic and we don't want anybody to leave. Just please stay, you know, these farms, we, we need workers and stuff. That's, that's what they are. 
they voted for this awful stuff because they want to they want to they want to pre- present to the to the media that they're being tough on all this stuff and they're doing it and they're harming themselves now they're their businesses, their chamber of commerce, these farm owners, construction companies are saying, what are you doing? We have no workers. So the, so these elected officials are begging these people, you know, Mexican, Venezuelan, other immigrants, and also citizens telling them, please tell your people not to leave. We were just doing that for show. That just shows you how bankrupt and how awful they are. I mean, you almost, it's, it's almost comical of like right? other countries. I don't think can, they're not really processing it. So it's definitely other countries just say, Hey, come live here. You know, like we're here for you. We're supporting you pray for America. I, I don't, I, I never thought we would be that country. Right. Like we're that, that country. I know this, this guy, I know he, he and his family are on a, uh, I think they went to Amsterdam and they were just on a, on a tour or something. And with a, with, a, with a group of people, I don't know, a boat or something, and they see some houses or something, and the tour guide mentions, oh, yeah, you know, over there, you walk over here, and you see things. And, it, and then the tour guide goes, oh, we have Americans here. You wouldn't do that in America because you get shot walking by somebody's <laughs> house, wouldn't you? And everybody on the, everybody on the tour laughed. <laughs> thought, oh, my God. He just thought, oh. And then he, he thought, well, yeah, you know what? You got me. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We're, yep. the, we're the ones that other countries make fun of. <laughs> I was mess. thinking, well, and then don't even throw us like, I mean, we could probably talk briefly about the whole debt ceiling and the package that was just launched. It, it's interesting because part of that, I, I know a couple of things, right? Like, you know, people are going to have to start paying back their loans, which of course, um, that sucks for 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 folks mm-hmm. at the end of September. They're trying to cl- claw back from, you know, COVID and some of that and, and the relief that was given then. And then really like non-defense spending and then protection of veterans medical care. So yeah. I think, I mean, I think there was some wins. They kept the environmental climate change stuff they didn't like mess with any of yeah. that there was some good stuff and it was um first of all you know this death ceiling thing it's just a it's a made-up fight it's a made-up fight it's like our credit like here the, our numbers yes. yeah it has gone up 33 times in the last i don't know 20 years or something it has to go up like that's just part of the deal and it is never an issue when republicans are the in the presidency it's never an issue because democrats say yeah we gotta we gotta pay our bills so let's let's do this but when democrats are in in power the republicans say no we're going to use this as a wedge issue to get you to do some other things that we want right and, and then they put it in the news oh we're spending too much money we need to cut medicare we need to cut social security and it, it never happens like none of that ever happens it's just to generate news stories and so and so it was going to pass like it just it was. And it it turned out, you know, everybody got a little bit of something, but the Democrats came out, out ahead because it's they raised the debt ceiling and then um, Biden or the Democrats negotiated that they would have enough to get through the next election. So th- this won't come up again before, before the next election. So it just won't come up. You can't shut down government. So so they got that right. Um, and that goes through, I think, 2025. They increased the defense bill, defense spending by about three percent, 
So that takes care of them. Um, they preserve the money that's set aside for, I, for the IRS uh, so that they can hire more agents to actually audit the wealthy people. Because under the Republicans, the IRS focused on auditing poor people. It's interesting. Huh? So that's, that's set. Um, the government is taking back money that any state didn't use for COVID. So they're taking that money back. And that's like, like $60, $70 billion. That's sitting there. Yeah. Mostly, mostly in Republican states that didn't want to do any COVID stuff. Like, wow. okay, I want to take the money back. Yep. Um, and then they tried to, Republicans wanted deeper work requirements for people who get SNAP, but they worked it out where that didn't really happen. Although there, there was already a provision that if you are, um, I think up to age 55 and you're not, you don't have any medical issues, you are able to work, then you have to be actively looking for a job. So that, that, that really didn't change. Um, but it used to be up to age 50. Now it's up to age 54. And then the Biden administration has to follow this one you just mentioned. They have to follow through on the plan to um, to end the pause on payback student loans. Now, and that's to happen by August. Like that's the plan. But that is all predicated upon uh, this loan forgiveness plan was passed, but Republicans sued to stop it, and it's at the Supreme Court right now. So. They're waiting on a ruling for the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court says it's legal, then, and look, he's already already eliminated like $500 billion of student debt or some number like that. Yes. But this is like another big chunk and it's at the Supreme Court. So this is one that he couldn't just do with the stroke of a pen. Like it had to go through the courts and it's at the Supreme Court. So they're waiting on a ruling. And if they rule that it's legal, then that debt's going to get wiped away. And if they rule that it's not legal, then it's not a biting administration decision is the court saying you have to start paying again right so that that should all get worked out by about about august um and that one is a 433 billion dollar deal if the supreme court says it's okay all that student debt's gone away and if they don't you're going to start paying it um and then i think they they did do some stuff um that still allows um solar and energy conservation, but it also, the, a win for Republicans was that if they have any, not they, but businesses have any fossil fuel energy product uh, projects, that they streamline the approval process to get those done. So that, that, was, that was the Republican big win. So overall, because it's a negotiation, you can't get everything, but I, I think if there were 10 things Democrats got seven, Republicans got three. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's I mean, not, bad. not bad. I think I did see something, or maybe I, my family shared it with me, they, you know, because they watch the news. I don't have like regular TV. Um, that if you are trying to get some sort of food stamps between a certain age, you have to um, work 80 yeah. hours a month or something, or eight, like, what was that? Yes, it used to be um, the, reward, the work requirement was to age 50. Um, if you were getting snapped and you were able to, you were a, physically able to work, then you you should be working, right? It's so a makes, work requirement. Okay. Yes. And and they they raised that to age 54. Okay. So in theory, it would require more people to uh, be required to work. 
But the, the upside to that is it made more people eligible to get SNAP. So that one was sort of a win-win for Republicans and Democrats. And you know what? I, I don't have a problem. If, if you are capable of working and you can get, in my day, they called it welfare. Like you don't call yeah. it welfare anymore. It's called SNAP, right? Um, if you are capable of working, but you are what we call the working poor, you just don't make enough money. You shouldn't starve, right? You should be able to get assistance from the government. And that's what this is. So you're working and you get supplemental income that allows you to buy food. And I, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And of course, yeah. the veterans and, and Medicare. So that's good. Yeah. Dave, we, we went, um, called myself out on my bullshit um, called whitewashing. If you don't know what that means, look that up. Um, not you, um, but in general, I, you know, you're talking, I was like, this motherfucker, I, you should have saw if, if like my, just the look on my face, of how I better circle back. You know, you know how when you're in a <laughs> you're in a staff meeting, you got everybody around and you say something and you notice yes. and you feel the shift of something and you're like, can we come back to that? Cause I have to correct. I don't think you guys met knew what I meant. So um I like that. I'd like that we can have that capacity and that that's you good immediately, you know, jump down my throat, which I would have respected if you did. And um, so I, I enjoy that. So we t- we've had some good conversations today. I think we probably should lighten it up a little bit with yeah, what are you, wa- what are you watching? Ooh, okay. So I went to the movies. I'm gonna talk about a couple of movies movies oh. I saw. Um I saw The Little Mermaid Ooh. and um the live action Little Mermaid with um, Halle Bailey is her name. And she was, by the way, named after Halle Berry, which was really cute. Um, Halle Baby as Ariel. And um, I can't think of the, the guy's name. He has three names. I think he's British, handsome fellow. And it is, you know, I think it's, it's the best live action Disney remake from one of the little princess stories. Okay. And um, I'm not saying it's better than the original cartoon because there's a cartoon versus a movie. Um, but Halle Bailey's voice is, I, I didn't know she could sing like that. Wow. And when, when she sings like the, 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 the couple, like that one, big song that everybody knows you know part of their world or something like that yeah, a whole new world you yes you could hear a pin drop in a theater and then she hits some notes you hear people crying what but like like it's it's unbelievable and then she gets a couple more songs later on it's unbelievable so um it's fantastic it okay. is fantastic okay so i saw that and then I saw my daughter and her friend. We saw the new Stephen King movie, The Boogeyman. Oh. And well, it's based off of Stephen King's story, but it's called The Boogeyman. And it is terrifying. <laughs> wow, really? So, so you were freaked out. Yeah, it, it's so scary. It's so scary. And it's it's dark, it's moody, and it's full of jump scares. It's not gory, and it's not a slash movie, anything like that is just the boogeyman. And so it is very scary. It's very well done. Um, so I saw that. So, so we, we saw that. And as a matter of fact, like in the first time, like in the first 30, 40 minutes, there was a couple of jump scares. I screamed the loudest. 
Like, I screamed the loudest, and the lady sitting next to me, she moved her seat to the other side of her partner. And <laughs> and then and then her partner, the guy, he was all mad. He was like, that's a, he was like, that's a grown ass man screaming over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, it is. <laughs> like, how do you get mad at somebody screaming inside of a scary movie? Like, what? Yeah. Like, that's the whole point. That's 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 90% of the fun of going to the theater to see a scary movie. You get a catch the screen. I don't care if I'm old. <laughs> okay. So I those two two movies, and then on TV, I am we haven't talked about this. But I am watching the NBA Finals. So the NBA Finals are the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Okay. And two teams that, you know, you talk about sports, you talk about what teams the league want in the Finals or the Super Bowl, the World Series. They didn't want these two teams. Like, they did not want these two. Like, nobody wants to watch something called the Denver Nuggets, right, at all. And Miami, you know, whatever. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. So game three is tonight. The series is tied one to one and game three is tonight. So it's an entertaining series. Uh, and that's it. That's all I'm watching right now. Wow. Are you watching the skies over in New York from the Canadian wildfires and stuff? Oh my God. Did you see those pictures? The sky. Remember we had that here with those wildfires, their sky it's burnt orange. It's burnt orange. And, you know, here we're, we're, <laughs> you know, we, I know we talked about climate change in the debt ceiling, but like climate change, like, and you know, what's happening are people in California are saying, oh, that's how it, that's how we've been. You'll be fine. No, nobody should have to not, nobody should not have to breathe clean air. What the hell? Well, like they're like, like, cause you know, my partner fiance lives in, in Manhattan and she had she has an air purifier in her apartment and you turn it on and it tells you how pure her your air is yeah. she had to run that all night yesterday and it it, it barely got over 50 percent, and it's usually in the 90s oh and my god yeah and so they were at school today um and so everyone had to wear a mask and then finally by the end of school they canceled in-person school for tomorrow the air was that bad they just canceled everything damn damn right and you know and and you know it's just like those climate and global warming people have been saying forever that everything will be worse right the storms the fires everything whatever it is is all gonna be worse and i think like we just had that here a couple years ago and i was there like everything is worse but that air there's their sky I saw a picture of uh, Manhattan or the Brooklyn Bridge. You can't see anything but orange. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know what if the levels are the worst ever. I mean, because I don't remember in my lifetime that they've had to deal with with that. So it's it it almost looks it looks sexy because it's this orange, but meanwhile, it's probably going to kill many people. Yes, yes, and that's uh, right. You know what? My daughter and I were talking about that, and um. I was talking to with Elian that people who have respiratory issues, seniors, kids, um, asthmatics, um, people like that. They're like, this is very dangerous for them. Yep. Wow. So, so what are you what are you watching? Well, I finished, I forgot to mention last week, I finished 
Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Ooh, it's so on good. Netflix. Huh? It's so good. And, you know, I was trying to tell my mom, she's like, I don't like period pieces. You know, she sometimes my mom talking about TV is like talking to her, talking to Larry David. You know, where, um, you, know, you know, Larry David's like, I, 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 I just don't like it. I don't want to, I don't want to even, I don't care how good it is. I don't like it. So she does not like period pieces. So I, I was telling her that it's just so good because there's just a level of, it's not true story or it's not the crown, which I tried to watch and I could watch. So really, really good. I, last week, I, um, we, I've been watching the reunion of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I mean, they do not, they do not disappoint. Um, uh, Vanderpump Rules season series uh, reunion finale is tonight, but I'm going to wait to watch it tomorrow on Peacock. So I don't have to deal with all the commercials. Um I am also watching from I it is so fucking good. Scary, I, creepy. I, I, I gotta get I gotta I gotta watch from because I, I watched that like I had a free preview on something and I saw that first episode. And thought, oh, this is really good. So I need to, I need to find that again and watch it. It's so good. And then Manifest came back on Netflix. So I watched one episode of that. Um so I've really I, I've been I've been watching from so I it season one is done and there's seven episodes in season two so I just caught up on that like spent some time watching that so a lot of reality stuff you know all the other shows kind of came to a screeching halt you know due to the summertime you know where they go into hiatus as they say so waiting for like Sex in the City comes back in June oh. Hacks I think is coming back in June. Um, there's a couple of good stuff that should be hitting some of these streaming um, shows. I want to watch Godless. It's on Netflix. It's a 2017 Western, but that's only one season. Every time I am scrolling on the internet, that show pops up. So it's been a sign. I need to start watching that. Have you watched that? Which one? Godless. No. I, is that on HBO? That is... It was, I think, originally, but now you can find it on Netflix, I think. Godless. Godless. So it's only one episode, um, like, dealing with gangs and, and women. Uh, um, is, there, is, it a, is it a Western? It's a Western, yes. Oh, I see it, yeah. Yep. Oh. So I guess, yeah, it's like she finds like a uh, ruthless outlaw terrorizes the West in search of a former member of his gang. Who's found oh, in you know what? That is, that is on my watch list. Yeah. It keeps popping up. So I've got to, I'm yes. going to watch it because I've heard a couple of times that people watched it more than once because it's so okay. Good. You know what? I forgot that I started watching the show. Um, I think it's on Fox. Maybe F no, it's on TNT, I think. And it's called, oh, God, I just lost it. Um, forget it. I can't okay. think of it. I'll yeah. look it up, but I, I can't think of it. Wait a minute. And isn't it where this is your birthday month? So you're getting older, so you're not going to always remember things like you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I want you to give yourself some grace. <laughs> okay, wait, it's called the Lazarus Project. <laughs> the Lazarus Project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a new sci-fi series, oh. and I think it's one of those British-made sci-fi series. And um, if you ever watch a British like crime show, there's a different pace and style to them. So this this sci-fi series is pretty good. And so basically, what it is 
is this guy, this guy, he wakes up and realizes that he has lived this day before and he has lived this month. He has lived this portion of his life before. And then it happens again. And the Lazarus Project is he discovers there's a whole organization dedicated to uh, fixing problems in the world and they do it by resetting things. And when you know someone's going to destroy the world or do something catastrophic, you know they try to intercede and stuff like that. So it's 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 some action, but it's also just very. Um, it's not like a U.S. deal where it's all just explosions and okay. you know uh, special effects and everything. So it now it's only been one episode, but they showed the preview of the coming season, and it's that first episode is really good. Okay, well, and I have to. I still have to get on the silo train. Um, I'm watching Platonic, which is really good. And um, yeah, I got to, this is manifest. It's final season. It's the series finale. So I'm sort of. Wait a minute, Man- manifest is just now ending. It's going to be, this is the last, I think, I feel like it's going to be 10 episodes maybe of the series. I don't oh, think you can. I you- not know that. Yeah, you can't go on much longer with it. Like, okay, get to the end of why this plane disappeared and came back seven years. Right. Ago. I, did you know? I thought that was already in reruns. I didn't know that that, that was something like new. Oh no, yeah, that's new. So, yeah, I might, I might watch that because it, it gets pretty good reviews. It does. It started out on like, and I feel like ABC or CBS or like Warner Brothers, and then they dropped it. And the season when they dropped it, it left. To everybody hanging so then netflix picked it up so oh uh, now yeah. i get it oh you yeah. know what? i forgot to tell you i saw my daughter and i saw the new spider-man movie so you haven't seen these these are spider-man cartoon movies and it's spider-man awesome. into the universe into the multiverse and things and it's not peter parker spider-man it's the other comic book spider-man miles morales he's this uh, puerto rican black kid in new york and you go to his little adventures and the first one was out in 2019 and it is regarded as one of the top uh, superhero movies ever. And so now this other one that came out just this past week, um, or it came out like last couple of days, it is fantastic. It's so good. It is so good. And and so there's one more coming. It's like a three movie deal. And so it's, God, I'm going to go see it again. It's that good. Damn. And it's a cartoon? Yeah, yeah it's a cartoon. And it is really good. So if you ever, if you go to a movie, these a movie, most of the crowd is just two crowds there. There's people there for Little Mermaid. There's people there for Spider Man. That's it. That's all that's there right wow, now. Wow. Okay. Damn. Well, I I haven't watched. A, I haven't gone to the theater. I think it's like pre COVID. <laughs> <laughs> ever since they put those black lights on seats, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just wait for it to come out on. Um, Amazon Prime. <laughs> you know what? That is, you know what? Like, I do that for almost every movie. Like, I just, where I go to the theater, I only go to like a big one, you know, if my daughter wants to go or something. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's so easy with streaming, just wait for them to come out. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch a little memory. I still have to watch Avatar, the second one. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. God, you I love ju- I just, I just, I just saw a notice about that 
about that today. It's on Disney Plus and it's three hours. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Disney Plus. Okay, so it's three hours. I did see it. I probably have to, I definitely have to have to start that too because I, I like the original one. Did you like, do you like the second one? I haven't seen it. I haven't, you haven't seen, seen oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see it at the theater, but I'll, it was today. I'll watch it sometime this weekend. I'm going to okay. probably watch it like hour and a half here and then hour and a half because I, I don't know about, I, I don't have attention span for a three hour movie. Yeah, but you'll sit and watch three hours of a series. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't see the problem. <laughs> hey, so we tell our fans, please go rate us, yeah. review us. Um, and when you rate us, give us a five. Like, yeah. And then I heard I heard this on another podcast say that it makes sense. Um, and I don't think we've ever said this, but put us on auto-download because apparently that matters. So put, oh. And I just heard it on another podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start saying that. I don't even know what it means. But put us on auto-download and rate us a five and tell your friends. Yeah, get get the word out there. We love hearing from people. Again, if you have uh, suggestions on topics you like us to discuss, because we definitely have an opinion on everything, um, we would love to hear it. Reach out to us on our social media platforms that you can find um, in the show notes. So thanks, yes. everybody, for listening. Nice talking with you. Peace out. <laughs> See you later. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.